It's how you approach people, how you bond with them, how you make them feel that they can trust you. Yeah. And you've got to make them feel like they're wanted yeah. and they're needed within the club. Yeah. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Lachlan Vane Tempest, and today is a Mother's Day special. On today's episode, I chat to my mum, Michelle, about how she dealt being a swimming parent. Enjoy. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, and today we are celebrating our mothers. Mother's Day is this weekend, so I thought it'd be a good idea to chat to my mum. Michelle, how are you? Good, thank you, Lachlan. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Obviously, Mother's Day this week. What do you want for Mother's Day? <laughs> <laughs> bottle of wine will be fine. A bottle of wine. Yeah, bottle of wine. Yeah? Yeah. Like usual? Like usual, yes. Yeah, yeah. No pyjamas or anything no, like that this year? No, not going anywhere. Okay. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that and some salt and vinegar chips. That should be lovely. Good. Yeah. So, Mum, obviously, all our, some of our listeners, you know, are parents and and want their child to succeed in the sport of swimming. So, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on board today, just to find out your experience going through uh, a swimming journey of um, of us kids. So, the first question I want to ask you is, how did you get into swimming in the first place? Um. Well, I grew up in a little country town called Lithgow and I used to swim in um, summer. So the swimming season then was from, oh, I think October through to March. Mm. By about March, it was like 17 degrees in the water. So once it hit like below 17 degrees, we weren't allowed to swim. Yeah. So my mum was a was a learn to swim teacher there she used to help out I don't think they used to actually class them as learn to swim teachers then but she right. used to help out the lady yeah. that um was there and she used to teach the little kids in the little 25 meter two foot pool um and her dad my um pop was um he grew up on the northern beaches so he was actually a lifesaver right so swimming in like that side of mum's yeah. my mum's family was um strong like it was important and always a part of yeah yeah, yeah. and up. um and i think for her growing up in lithgow where they used to only have like the black dam pool or something right. to swim in yeah um you know and her her dad taught her how to swim in that pool she felt that it was important for us as kids to actually have swimming lessons mm. and to learn how to swim correctly because she yeah. thought of it as a, it was even though we're in the country, yeah, it was a life school, yeah, 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 and you moved to the coast, which was, luckily, well, yeah, we moved, luckily that you moved we, close to water. That's right, yeah. Well, we yeah. used to go to Bondi every year for a, right for a holiday, and we'd swim at the beach there and in yeah. the baths there. But um, yeah. we moved up here when I was for 14, 15. yeah. So up to Gosford, so then we jo- oh, I joined the the Gosford pool there and swam yeah. there for a while. So yeah. um, wasn't there a story that when you were in Lithgow, Nan used to put you in pl- rubbish, rubbish bags or something like that? Yes. What was so like that? I used to do um, swim club, and then we used to do carnivals. So we yeah. travelled to like Orange and Katoomba and Blackheath yeah. and. And things like that. And because it was so cold outside of the water, even though the water wasn't heated, it was still warmer than what it was outside, (laughs) I'd actually be covered in Vaseline. I would have three layers of clothes on and Mm. she would sit me in a garbage bag. Oh, my goodness. And Yes, and then just feed me food. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I kept warm. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's um, insulation for the 70s and 80s. That's right. Um, so, obviously, I'm not the easiest child to deal with. Um, and I know that there's definitely a story coming. Like, what was your first memory of <laughs> taking me to, to swimming lessons? Okay, so... You and Haley started swimming at the same time. Haley's so my youngest Hayley, sister, everyone. Haley yeah. is the youngest sister who is yeah. 13 months younger than Lachlan. So for me to go, like we always had you swimming in Nan and Pop's um, little backyard pool mm. um, as from probably oh, six weeks old. Actually, I think you were probably younger than that. Oh. <laughs> it was a very hot summer the year you were born. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we yeah, were in the water all the time. Mm. But it wasn't until Haley, I think, decided at two years of age that she wanted to go for a swimming by herself and fell to the bottom of the pool whilst <laughs> we were sitting on the outside, next to the pool, but like sitting outside of the pool. So we decided that swimming lessons, actual proper swimming lessons were, were good. So yeah. I think you were three at the time. So we did the mums and bubs classes. Yeah. Um, which you loved. So, um, and then I had to take you in the water first for the first half an hour and then yeah. Nana or Nan and Pop would come along and they'd have Haley in the park and we'd swap over and I'd yeah. stay in the water and take Haley. Yeah. But it wasn't until you got to the next level, which was when you were um, probably three and a half at this yeah. stage, you'd gone quickly up to the next level where you didn't have your mum in the water with you and you had to go with a teacher. Yeah. And it was the most embarrassing time of my life because you cried and screamed so loud. Dad and I were kicked out of the pool oh, to make no. that easier on you for not being for us not being there. Yeah. So we're on the outside of the pool, sitting trying down, trying to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee while yeah. we can hear you screaming the whole of Gosford Olympic <laughs> pool out. So in the end, we pulled you out of swimming lessons for six months and decided... We'd wait until you learnt to like separate a little bit more from it was, us. It was a smooth transition. It was a lovely transition. Not, <laughs> I think Natalie was your teacher, and right. I felt so sorry for that girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, obviously, I, I did swimming lessons till I was about uh, six or seven. Um. And when was my first meet? Probably would have been around seven. Oh, seven or maybe, eight. Maybe. Yeah. We started doing swim club with um Gosford Stingrays. Yeah. Um, for a while and then once I think we'd probably done six months of club yeah you felt I think there was a carnival coming up okay. and you felt comfortable yeah. to to do that so yeah. yeah so yeah um so when I first started competing at that at that young age or you know even those first couple of years what did it feel like to become like a swimming parent like was it a new experience like opposed to other sports lot like like dancing and I know you're not I know a lot a lot about as you are a dance teacher and and even, you know, soccer and footy and all that. How did it how did it feel to become a swimming parent? Um, I, I think whilst your kids are still under ten, mm. it's just a bit of a novelty. Right. To be a swimming parent. You yeah. like they're they're still at that age. Well, we, we tried to keep you at the age where it was fun. Yeah. And where we weren't over pushing you and things. Yeah. So I, I think even today I could go to a carnival and watch the seven-year-olds all day do freestyle, 25-metre freestyle races because it's the funniest thing. Um, you know, half the kids are more worried about waving hello to mum behind the blocks yeah. and actually worrying about the race, which is a really nice thing yeah. because then when it gets older and you're a parent of a child that might have anxiety about what's going to happen in yeah. the race or who's going to beat them in the race, it's a different kettle of fish. Right. So I think... 
as a swimming parent, as, as a young child um, who was starting to do competitive swimming, it was yeah. enjoyable because yeah. like kids are still at the age where it's fun. It's still you just go and yeah. do it with your, your friends yeah. and things like that. So I think, um, you know, as the same as any sport at that age, it's fun. Um, but I think once you start getting serious about it, and as any sport, and, and once it, squad training, and once from squad, tra- yeah, it does train from mo- like two afternoons a week to then like you know three mornings, yeah. four afternoons a week, yeah. or whatever you want to do. Um, I, I think it it's demanding, but it's also rewarding. But I think also it can be frustrating in the fact that. Um, you know, you can see that your child, you know, may have potential and they tend to get, you know, so worked up about something or they won't take it that little bit extra serious to what it might need. And, you know, and it's sort of difficult to sort of think, well, how do you hone into on that to push them into the right direction for them? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like balancing it out as well, because like, yeah, you get so many young kids who are, you know, 15, 16 and, and that, you know, young adult, um, age group who, you know, get pushed yeah, too much and then they just lose in touch with it. So yeah. finding that balance. Yeah. And I think sort of, I probably learned how to have a good sense of humor about it and I yeah. didn't really take it that seriously because I yeah. didn't want to be, you know, whilst they're younger, like you, you might see them make mistakes and, I remember once I think you changed your freestyle three different times down the pool <laughs> in a 50-metre race. I'm like, what the hell? And you're like, oh, strategy. strategy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I did. <laughs> like, you know, and I think, you know, you, you, it's frustrating in the fact that you're trying to be nurturing and encouraging yeah. to your child, um, you know, so you don't become one of those parents that over-push. Yeah. And, like, I think the main goal as a swimming parent is you want your child to still be swimming when they're 15, 16, 17 years of age. And when the motivation changes from that's right. you so, to, to, to us young swimmers. Yeah. yeah. So if I, this is my personal opinion that yeah. other people may not have this. Like I just feel that if you're pushing kids too much before the age of nine or 10, yeah, uh, they're going to hate it by the time yeah. they're 12 or 11. Like, just let them grow. Yeah. Just and you know, grow. it's got to be, they've got to have some fun in it as well. Yeah. And I think it's good for them to also like have another, like even soccer or netball or something like that outside or dancing or gymnastics, whatever you mm. want to do to have a bit of a balance. So it's not all about swimming, but mm. I think once you've hit that 11, 12 mark, it, I, this is me in any sport, even with dancing, I think you've got to make a decision as to what sport you're going to hone into yeah. and you've got to put all your efforts into that basket. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a parent joining a swim club because I'm sure every parent of a swimmer has done some sort of volunteer work at a club. Do you know what your first volunteer role at a club like? What was it? Yeah. The club barbecue or? I think um, it was the first night we did join Gosford Stingray Swim Club mm. and um, and the poor committee there were yelling out for people to do timekeeping mm. and we looked around and like we had well you were there I think oh gosh I think Nick may have was born he was probably only right. one or two at this mm. time and well he was still in a pram I remember that yeah 
and um, you and Haley were doing club and people were just sitting there not helping. And it's just, for me, like owning a business, like I, I think, well, you know, it's, you're always going to have that, that where people don't help and that that's fine. Mm. But there are a group of people that always run and we sort of, dad and I looked at each other and went, okay, it's time for us to step up. Yeah. Like even though it was our first night, we could see that they needed help. Yeah. And I think from that moment on, from when we helped Timekeep, I think it was, or Marshall, whatever we did, um, you know, you it changes the aspect of how you are within the club. Yeah. So you become a part of the club. You just don't mm. become someone that turns up every Friday night to, yeah. to do a swim meet, yeah. you know. Um, you become a part of a, a, a group, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, my swimming career was about over, close, maybe close to 15 years, and you played a massive part in that. Um, what roles have you taken on as your time as a swimming coach within it within with within a committee okay. i know there's a lot so so i brace think yourself, i was listeners. i was roped into being the fundraiser um was my very first committee role mm-hmm. which i think i failed at miserably but anyway <laughs> then for some reason they got me as treasurer because no one else would do it and i failed at that absolutely hopeless at book work <laughs> so please don't ever ask me again to be a treasurer of any <laughs> any sport um and then Basically, then when we moved out to um, Mingara Swim Club and we followed um, Kim Taylor, your coach, um, to go out to Mingara, um, I became a committee member straight away because I felt that it was important. If you want to know what's going on within the club, Mm. it's important that you turn up to a meeting or be part of the committee. Yeah. So you've got an idea of what's happening. And I think that's the biggest thing that people don't realise is that until you actually turn up to a committee meeting or you don't actually understand the whole aspects of swimming itself yeah, and what goes on behind the scenes and, you know, the inside information that you need to know, especially yeah. for a committee. Com- um, so that was a committee member. And then I got talked into being vice president <laughs> and then the president at the time left. So then I had to become president. So I was acting president for the remainder of the year. Mm. Um, which was a very different um, role yeah. to take on, um, very demanding, but um, it also enjoyable. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I just stepped back to being vice president after that. Yeah. yeah. And, and also the many roles that you took on as team manager um, oh, as well at, at nationals. Um, yeah, I was know. team manager for the national team for three years in a row, mm. um, which was probably one of my most enjoyable things of, of doing. Really? For... I would have thought no, you designing no. like the, the clothes and stuff like that yeah, would have been that yeah, uniform. That, oh, not really. I think, um, I, I think actually looking after a group of people yeah. and, and like trying to motivate them and, yeah. you know, and you can see that kids are anxious and you, you might try and have a bit of a joke with some to yeah. lighten the mood or, you know, just support them when they might yeah. come back. I think, I think the team manager role was mm. probably one of the better positions. And also, positions. You, you got a pass to go down on pool deck and, and... Yeah, I don't think I actually even went down on pool deck. I, think <laughs> I just sat the whole team up the top. What a, and Adelaide with a massive staircase. Yeah. Thanks, Mum. Yeah, and Danielle Hessian losing her pass every year. Oh. <laughs> Nationals and me running around mad going, <laughs> trying to find a pass. Oh, excellent. All right, let's, let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, 
obviously everyone goes through these phases as, as a teenager. Um, so my, my question is, <laughs> the teenage dirtbag years, how, what was it like dealing with a, a hormonal teenager okay, as so a swimmer? To give you an idea, I've made points of all your little questions beforehand so I could help myself through this interview. <laughs> and I've come to question six, which is, how did I go as a teenager? And it's blank. It's blank. Whether whether I wish to like totally get that out of my mind and never remember it again. <laughs> it couldn't have been that bad. I don't know. It couldn't have been that bad. Oh, look, I think, look, with any teenager, they always think they know the best. You're always on their case. You're always mm. picking on them. It, it doesn't matter what sport they do. It's always the same. They think they know better. They probably do. Like, you know, that that's the funny part of it. They probably do know better. Mm. But, you know, we're there to guide them. I think I think what people have got to remember when you're a teenager, a parent of a swimmer, it's a total dedication. So, mm. you're you've you've got to be totally dedicated to your child to enable them to have a a, a swimming career as such. Yeah. Um so no sane person wants to get out of bed at 4am in the morning, you know, drive 20 or 30 minutes, you know, and there's some people driving further than that to get to their swim coach. Um, you know, and then you hang around on pool deck and, and wait because you don't want to have to drive home, you know, another 30 minutes back and then drive back again to yeah. pick you up to go to school. So, I mean, it is a big commitment. And, um, and I think the probably the one Thing I know that you and I fought on most was the fact that if I was already up ready dressed <laughs> then I didn't care how tired you were or how sick you felt you were getting out of bed and you were going to swimming because I was already up I cleaned my teeth and that was it once I cleaned so, my teeth that was it I was done to put it into perspective guys it was <laughs> so when dad used to wake up to take me to swimming he would come in and go lock it's time to go to swimming. Do you want to go? And I would mumble going, no. And he'd be like, all right. And then he would go back to bed, say to mum, Locke's not going to swimming. And she'd be going, what? <laughs> and then the loudest footsteps down the hallway and the loudest sound to date that I know is mum turning on the light. It was, It is <laughs> horrific. Still to this day, it haunts me. <laughs> so obviously... Especially through those teenage years, you're national with a national age swimmer, um, going to national, so travelling whether it's to Victoria, Queensland, South Australia, West Australia, every state out there. What was it like dealing? Uh, sorry, how did you deal with interstate travel? You know that one or two times a year that we did travel in the state for. Class? I think I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, for us because we were always so busy with work and I was so busy with dancing and everyone's so busy getting swimmers to swimmers or other kids to gymnastic and soccer and all the rest mm. of it, we were a pretty sport-based family. Um, our interstate holidays, when you went, you know, to Adelaide, what, three times, I think, and mm. and um, Queensland Probably twice? Twice, yeah, twice, I can't remember. I'll say I'll twice, yeah. three Three times Adelaide, twice, and then Sydney a couple of times. I said, I think the interstate part was was fun for us because it was a family. We, we turned it into a family holiday. Yeah. So that was our, our holiday yeah. as yeah. such. And we just sort of had to make sure 
it was it was hard at the point the fact that because we made it a family holiday you and I were at the pool yeah all the time like dad would pop in and out with the kids but they never yeah. really wanted to stay because it was boring yeah um you know so i think the hardest part for us was where we would say it was a family holiday and then you and I were always at the pool yeah. or bringing you home to have a sleep before finals. It was a segregated holiday. It was. <laughs> but we always made sure in your program that we always had two spare days. Yeah. And that was to give you a mental break away from all the hoo-ha of, of trying to compete. And it was for us to do something as a family. Yeah. So I think that was the hardest. I think the hardest part about it was the fact that going back to the teenage years <laughs> was when you may not have competed the way you wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, and you would come home devastated and I'd probably try and say something on the car trip back to cheer you up or I'd ask yeah. a silly question and go, you know, what did Kim say? And then you'd go, I can't remember. And then I'd go, how can you not remember? <laughs> we were just talking to him. Meaning you can't remember, you don't want to talk about yeah. it, you totally understand yeah. what he said and you're not sharing it with me. Yeah. So then it would put the whole family on edge and things yeah. like that. So I think that was probably the hardest part. But overall, I think it was fun. You yeah. know, I think I've been to Adelaide Zoo three times. Fantastic <laughs> zoo. Highly recommend it for people that want to go. There you um, go. We can get Adelaide Zoo as a sponsor now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So majority of that time, uh, we were at Mingara Aquatic Swim Club and especially throughout my time when I was at high school, um, it, we were there for six, seven years, nearly, nearly that long. And you played a vital role in keeping that club thriving, you know, whether it be on the committee or helping out as a parent or something like that. What were your biggest achievements, uh, both as an individual and, um, on the committee mm. as well? Okay. So I think, I think what we tried to do as a committee is we tried to, run club in a fun way so i remember like i would always be in marshalling because that i've got a loud voice that projects apparently so i <laughs> I, I got stuck with that job i do know that at 4 a.m in the morning <laughs> but i think you know for me doing marshalling i enabled the kids to feel a little bit part of being there like i would yeah. get the kids to help you know, call up the next event or, and they'd all line up each week. It'd be, Michelle, can I call up, you know, the yeah. grade A's and grade yeah. B's and things. And, and, you know, and you, we worked on making club a fun night. We helped those kids that were anxious. Like, you know, there's a few little kids that parents would come up and go, oh, Michelle, you know, can you, can you hold their hand until they get into the water? Yeah. And yep, not a problem. So I think as a committee, at the time when when I was there, we we made sure that the the people in the club were happy. Yeah. And we we got a good bonding with them. Yeah. So I think, like, even though we may have, I think we we changed club night program to be more of a fun night. That was under um, Andrew Jones did that, um, which is a good way instead of A grade B grade C grade. You yeah. just went into times and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we, we did do that. Like we, we put, bought in a uniform, which, you know, everyone loved and was a new uniform for the club, um, with new swim caps. We, you know, we did a lot of, we did a lot of things. Um, but I think, you know, 
the biggest part was the fact that I can remember everyone being happy yeah. with what we were doing in the way we approached them. Like yeah. even for the fact that we used to run um, like breakfast so every time it was state or country, yeah. you know, I'd be up making pancake mix the night before till 10 o'clock the night before, yeah. Yeah. storing it in old bottles that I'd kept. Yeah turning up to the pool at 6am, you yeah. know, like I drop you off, I'd come home, get all the gear, pack it all out. Yeah. And, you know, and we'd cook pancakes for everyone. It just wasn't for yeah. the swimmers. We'd say, oh, you know, we're celebrating the kids going yeah. to country or we're celebrating the kids going to sw- to yeah. state or to nationals. I was going to say, all nutritionists right now are pulling their hair out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had fruit platters oh, stra- as well. Strawberries we, we had strawberries on, and bananas. On the pancake. Yeah, yeah. Smothered in maple syrup. To, and the cream. <laughs> But, you know, we involved every kid that was there. Yeah. So every kid that was there that morning, yeah. it didn't matter if they were only five. Yeah. You know, they were there lining up to get a pancake and maple syrup and whatever yeah. and an orange juice, you yeah. know, to to do that. And I think that was probably as a committee we gave back yeah. to everyone, not yeah. just our top swimmers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I was awarded the um, Lewandowski Award, which was for, like, an achievement for um for giving back to people yeah. and, and it's basically the, the the club person of the year in, in a way yeah, isn't it? yeah yeah so it was for it's been for over i think it's been for over a couple of years you had to yeah. be with the club a couple of years and yeah. you had to give back to the club continually so yeah. i gave back but i think to date my biggest personal achievement was <laughs> actually um after being team manager for three years actually getting Bradley Woodward to have a conversation <laughs> with me. I'm sure he used to look at me and think this woman is absolutely crazy and I'm not talking to her. But by the third year I was team manager, yeah. my last year, yeah. Brad and I actually had a conversation yeah. which didn't involve me going, Brad, are you okay? Yep. <laughs> Brad, do you need a drink? Do you want me to get you anything? No, I'm okay. That was about it. Good luck, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> We actually say that to my biggest thing is my greatest achievement of getting Brad Woodward to have more than a two centimeter, two um, two syllable word yeah. <laughs> answer. Now you basically answered my next question, which was going to be, what do you think the secret of changing a club into a family is? Um, I know a, a lot of a lot of clubs, and you know, after we left Mingara, it was a big change for me because most clubs didn't have you know, those pancake mornings yeah. or those really fun club nights where everyone was involved. And I think, you know, the Mingara committee at the time, um, and even now they're doing a good job, um, is creating that club into a family. Yeah. Where it's not your swimmer just rocks up, goes to training, goes home. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like Mingara was the sec- my second home, you yeah. know, but it, it was there because I was also dedicated to swimming. But also I wanted to be there because my friends were there and the environment that the committee had made was incredible and fun. Yeah. Um, do you anything else you want to add on yeah, to Yeah, I think, I think that's the main thing. Like even when, um, like I think um, Debbie does a lot with that too at KPD. Yeah, when Debbie Nick, Yeah, yeah. when De- uh, Nick swam for KPD. Like, you know, you can have your pizza nights and you can have your breakfasts and you can have your trivia nights. And you can have a great end of year, like some of the end of year um, presentation days that we yeah. have. Like we had one with a like a whole jumping castle and rides one year. Yeah. Like they're all really good and they're great to bring everyone together. Mm. But the point is, 
if you haven't created a relationship with all your members, yeah. they're not going to want to come to those. Yeah. So you've really got to, like, even though you can give pizza nights to kids and you can, you know, do this and that for, for their, mm. if you haven't built a trust with everyone within your club, yeah. um, you're not going to have it as a family. It doesn't matter how many yeah. nights or, you know, great nights things. You can have people yeah. there whinging about you the whole time. And no one's enjoying themselves. Yeah. It's how you approach people, how you bond with them, how you make them feel that they can trust you. Yeah. And you've got to make them feel like they're wanted yeah. and they're needed within the club. Yeah. Well, and that's I a really think- good point, actually, because now that, like, with all this COVID-19 stuff that's going on, clubs right now and club committees can, should, do you reckon they should be keeping in contact with their members regularly? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Definitely. making sure because I know registrations for New South Wales are in September, and you know it's a pretty tough time. Hopefully, we're, we're swimming by then. But yeah. if you want them to rejoin, you got to make the relationship, yeah. as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next question, which I know there's a long list. Uh, what friendships or relationships <laughs> have you made through your time as a swimming parent? Okay, I think as I said before, like. Normal people don't get out of bed early in the morning to yeah. take their kids to swimming. Yeah. Normal people don't do that four or five times a week and then struggle to get to school on time and everything. So I think you have to be a little bit crazy anyway to be a swimming parent. <laughs> you, so t- I th- you tick off that list. Yeah, yeah. So I think the um I think the friends that you get there are all within the same minded body yeah. <laughs> as yourself. Sleep deprived, in need of cup That's of tea right. or coffee. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, to this day, like, you know, my good friend Jane um, Hopkins, you and Annabelle swim together from Gossard Stingrays. Like, I think Jane and I... nine years. Yeah, and I think Jane and I spent eight years on pool deck, like, at least four mornings a week. Yeah. um, You know, with each other, um, just sharing a cup of coffee, talking about... We hardly ever talked about swimming. That was the the funny (laughs) thing, and... You know, and we'd be there at 5.30 in the morning having a good old belly laugh and yeah. and Kim would come over and go, ladies, what's so funny? You know, we can hear you yeah. because at that time at the pool, there's, it's dead quiet except yeah. for the splashing of the water. Yeah. And, you know, and we'd be like, well, we don't actually know. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so tired. We're yeah. just laughing. I'll tell you what, you were a distractor as well. Like, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be at the end of the pool going, where's Kim? We need to start the set. And we turn around and Kim will be wetting himself laughing with you and Jane. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got to laugh about these things. <laughs> you go crazy. But, like, I think, you know, you, you're with each other, even for parents that might, you know, like there's a lot of clubs now. We were lucky that we were allowed to stay on pool deck. Like there's yeah. a lot of clubs that they, you know, would prefer the parents to stay away. Yeah. Um, so, and I totally get that from being, yeah. you know, with dancing and things. It, it is a lot easier to, to run your session or your yeah. class without parents yeah. there. But I think, you know, being able to actually stay and watch, we build up even a better relationship with the kids. Yeah. Like, and me being on the committee at the time, oh, and so was Jane, you know, it wasn't a time the kids wouldn't go past and have a joke with us or yeah. have a chat. Yeah. And... You know, and we, and even today, like I can bump into any of the swimmers that I've seen, yeah. and they'll say, "Oh, hi, Michelle, how you going?" Yeah. Or another swim parent, yeah, that has been, and you know, and we, we, like, even for an example, we go, 
we go camping once a year yeah. with a swimming family. Yeah. We only see them once a year, yeah. basically. <laughs> we might, you know, yeah. knock into them at Air and Affair or something like that. Yeah. But we only see them once a year. And, yeah. you know, we have that bond mm. that allows us to, you know... Just kick kick off where you left That's last. exactly yeah. right. You know, and it, and it's a... You've all shared the same pains. You've all yeah. shared the same joys. Mm. You know, I think it's just you you build those friendships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, they stay there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Mum, last question before we uh, I'll let you go. Um, what was your favourite part about being a swimming parent? Oh. Okay, well, I think, I think mainly I've sort of said, like, being a part mm. of a community... Um, you know, it, it was, we, I was always lucky that we always had a good relationship with the coaches. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we had Ross who was fantastic and, you know, back at Gosford and, and all, all the coaches, Kim, and then you, you know, you had, um, a Grub and sorry. Oh, you call him Grub. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Grub. You know, so we, I was lucky that we had a good relationship with the coaches and, yeah. you know, and that was another sort of thing where we didn't ever, you know, if we felt we had a problem, we could go yeah. and approach them and, yeah. and they would help us or yeah. put us back into line and say, you know, put your head in, yeah. it's going all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just think and that, that was one really good aspect. Yeah. Um, another really good aspect is, you know, seeing your kids when they're little actually enjoying a sport and yeah. and once they start competing um you know like as i said like to see little kids like they're too busy waving or yeah. or you know they might only want to do a pb because mum's promised that they'll get a dollar yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of a pb yeah, and they bust their guts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get that you know and and that's like little highlights along the way i think but I think probably my best one was when um, I finally got thanked for dragging your butt out of bed every morning (laughs) (laughs) when you reached one of your main goals and you went, geez, thanks, mum. I wouldn't have done it without you yelling at me all those mornings. So I think for all the parents out there, like they may not be appreciative of what you're doing, but in the end, they really do appreciate it. and, And yeah, and I think, you know, it's just, it's just a nice community to be a part of. Yeah. And so we can say advice for parents out there who are struggling, make a relationship with yeah. people in your club, yep. join the committee, get involved. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Get enough sleep. Get enough sleep. <laughs> and and also I think important, which we haven't touched on, is talking, being supportive of other parents yeah. from other swim clubs that your yeah. your kids might. Yeah. You know, I, I just know, for example, like um, you'd always race against Cal Sherrington. Yeah. And, you know, his mum and I would always congratulate each other yeah. on whenever you boys both, yeah. you know, swim well. And I think that's important that, you know, you don't even have to stay within your own yeah. club. Yeah. There's, swimming is a race. It's, it's not, it's not gymnastics. It's not dancing. It's not diving where it's a personal opinion. Yeah. It's a race. Yeah. And it's your kid that's going to do that time to win yeah. or it's not. So it's not as if there's any personal bias against yeah. how, 
how your child goes within yeah. his own race. You yeah. know, it's what, it's how he's prepared. He can't, yeah. he can't predict what, or he or she, sorry, I shouldn't say he, <laughs> they can't predict what anyone else is going to do yeah. on the day. But if they've put their effort in on their behalf, yeah. then they can go into that race confidently. Yeah. So I don't think it needs to be, it's not a sport where you're, competing against the other parents because your child won. Yeah. It's not yeah. a personal opinion. It's whoever's the fastest on the day yeah. wins. Yeah. So I think it's a lot easier in that retrospect to have a good relationship with other people yeah. from other clubs Yeah. because in the end, it's just your child. Mm. You know that that's doing the effort. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, it's which I think is is a nice way for the com- swimming whole community yeah. to be. Oh, excellent. Well, Mum, thanks for coming on the show, and hopefully I'll duck out to Dan Murphy's now and buy oh, you that bottle of wine. Oh, you had better. <laughs> and happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there, and I hope your children buy you some wine as well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mum. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> awesome. We would like to take this time to tell you about our new digital community. It is a free online platform where you can share stories and experiences with other like-minded swimming people who share the collective goal of helping our swimmers become the best they can be. To request to join, simply type in the URL community.swim.rocks and press the big request to join button. Alternatively, head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, click the link to our community page and follow the prompts. Thanks for listening to this episode. Happy Mother's Day to all our mothers out there. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay dry.